Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Balance and Water. Um, once again, it's just your girl Balance here um, due to the quarantine situation, but I am working on getting water um, on the podcast. Again, I'm not kicking her out. Um, I got a lot of heat <laughs> the last episode I did release because she was not on it. So I did this for you guys, just so you know. But once again, it's not going to just be me here today. I have another guest. Um, she's actually a great friend of mine, and she's actually an asshole too. Um, I'll let her. I'll let her introduce herself. Hey, everybody! My name is Kia Danae. I am the creator of Everybody Has One podcast because opinions are like assholes, and everybody has one. Let's <laughs> go! I'm excited to be here. Oh, you're excited to be here. How long have I been trying to get you on an episode? It's been, I want to say, Girl, since I started. So let me tell you, I, it shouldn't be that hard because the <laughs> ignorance flows 24-7 around here. So I have plenty of content to give, plenty of ridiculousness to spill. Yeah, I, I understand and I get it every day. Um, and her name is Kia, but I may slip up throughout this podcast just so everybody knows. And I may end up calling her Gigi or Georgina. And just a back, <laughs> and just a backstory of where that comes from. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, um, the movie Get Out. In the scene, there in the movie, there's a part where, you know, the black guy goes and visit his girlfriend's family's home. And the what is she like? The maid? Yeah, she's the maid. Yeah, the weird lady that starts laughing and crying at the same time in the movie. Her name is Georgina. And, you know, I think my friend kind of favors her a little bit. So I just started calling her Georgina. And so Gigi for short. Sure. personality favors her. <laughs> crying and laughing at the same time. That's crazy. That's me. Pretty much. You don't know what the hell's going on. So if I do slip up and call someone Gigi, I'm referring to Kia, who is recording with us today. So Kia, what is your zodiac sign? I am an Aries. Shit. I forgot. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not really too fond of Aries. I have like a few that I kind of like a little bit. Um, It just depends on what day it is. So how how do you... Let me tell you something about Aries. I know absolutely nothing about Zodiac signs. I know (laughs) that I'm an Aries and I probably learned that maybe like seven years ago. And know nothing about them or anything else. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. You just learned that you were an Aries? You just thought your birthday was just a birthday, like just a date? Yeah, like, first of all, when it comes to Zodiac signs, like, black people really just started getting hit to the Zodiac. Like, this just, it, it, thing just started, like, Zodiac just started in 2000. Like, <laughs> we wasn't on Zodiac. It wasn't our thing. We wasn't, you didn't grow, your grandmother doesn't know about Zodiac. Your mama don't know about Zodiac. Like, so Zodiacs really just became something that we talked about, like, after 2000, like, okay. you know, I think when Tyrese said, these are the signs, was it Tyrese? Yeah, the signs, the signs of, of making love. love. Yeah, he had the Zodiac yeah, sign. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it took off. So, no, I wasn't raised on Zodiac. I don't know anything about them. I don't know if any Aries acts like myself or if I act like any of them or... I mean, I can't even name all of them. You guys are kind of, I don't know all the Zodiac signs. I just know my favorite ones. Um, And I know the Aries because I usually butt heads. Well, I don't really like Aries. I think because my ex wasn't Aries. I think that's just why I just threw the whole sign a fucking way. But Mm -hmm. I do like. Yeah, we crashed. Believe me. I can see that. (laughs) But 
like you and I get along so well and most of the other areas I get along with as long as they're females men know because they're assholes they're dicks but then again <laughs> like you're a dick too that's super, super fact. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say that if that's the case, I'm definitely an Aries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been told a time or two in my day, yeah, that I may be somewhat of an a hole. <laughs> and you keep going like as if no, that was a compliment or something. Yeah, I'm not gonna change. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what's the famous like Lil Wayne side? You know, I do what I can, and you do what you can do about it. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm going to do what I do, and then you do what you can about it. <laughs> That's a fact. I want to so say, figure it out. the last episode that I recorded um, with Jason or Jay on the last episode, I, I mentioned you, and I was like, God, I have a good friend, but she never apologizes for shit. If, she, if it is considered like an apology in her eyes, but it's almost like, making you feel bad for making her act the way that she did. So it's kind of like reverse psychology or something. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. This is, this is how, this is my philosophy on apologies. If I meant to do it, then there's nothing to apologize for. If I (laughs) said what I said out my mouth and I meant to say it, unless I was having a seizure or like a stroke, I meant to come out my mouth and say this, so therefore me coming back and apologizing for it, I think I think of myself as highly intelligent. So chances <laughs> are when I said it, I knew how it was going to affect you. There's very few times that I come out my mouth and say something, and I feel like that's for most people. So I feel like coming out your mouth and saying something crazy and then apologizing, it's like, what are you apologizing for? You, you knew that was going to upset me. You knew that was going to hurt me. You knew that was going to cut me when you said it. You think because you came back in the pop, like, no, in that moment, I meant that. I meant to do exactly what I did. Like, I think you apologize for things that truly happen on accidents, like a car accident. Like, unless you <laughs> meant to drive your car in the back of somebody. Those are things you apologize for. It's like, that was unintentional. But, like, you know, if I called you out your name, I knew that when I was saying it. What <laughs> you shouldn't even accept that apology. Like, those are things that I don't even accept because and you knew it when you... Did it. And that's it's a, and it's so crazy. It's so crazy because I'm not big on like I would expect an apology for certain situations, but when people say shit out of pocket, that's why I never really get over it. I have another friend that's always telling me let that shit go. I'm like, fuck no. They said it, they meant it, and we just gonna be what we're gonna be. It is what it is. Well, I, I'm not gonna say I don't get over it. I just don't need you to apologize for it. Like, it's, you could talk out your mouth crazy, talk out the side of your neck, whatever, whatever. That's not to say that I still can't be cool with you on the other side of it. What I'm saying is, like, don't try to tell me you didn't mean it. Because now you're lying. Like, <laughs> that's just not going to work. Don't tell me that you didn't mean it or daughter, you didn't mean to say that. Or, like, don't come with me with that. But if you, like, you know what? I said it. It was it was effed up. <laughs> okay, we, we might be able to just get on the other side of that. Like, yeah, we'll probably be able to get on the other side of that. I think the only way I'm getting on the other side is if we fight. Hey, hey whatever you got to do to get to the other side, like, if, if if that's your boat that helps you cross that river, cool. Yeah, like, we just got to fight. And most <laughs> people don't want to fight, so it's just going to be what it is. Yeah, fighting's not, it's not as prevalent as it used to be, <laughs> which is crazy because, you know, you can just throw hands with somebody, you know, and live to tell another day. Yeah. Live to see another day. But I think now in fights, they trying to kill each other. 
That's, right, and it's like I'm not with that. Yeah, I don't want to like, kill you. I just, I just, and I'm not trying to kill nobody. Yeah, I just want to release some steam, make you feel what I felt. Once I get that out, I'm good to go. But an apology and going to dinner is not going to solve that for me. Exactly. So that's why I, I concur. <laughs> I definitely concur on that. So tell me, now that we're all in quarantine, what has it been like for you quarantining while black? Has it been anything different? Because I know you've worked, you've been working from home for for a while outside of quarantining. Correct. So what is the difference for you if there is any difference with you quarantining now as compared to just working from working from home? Well, I work from home and I'm a homebody. So like I've low key been in quarantine <laughs> for like years, for years. Like I work from home. I am a homebody and I don't play well with others. So <laughs> I've been fuck? somewhat in. <laughs> you don't play well with others. <laughs> I don't play well with others. Uh, so I think I've somewhat already been in a quarantine, but you know, black people, we, our quarantine experience is like different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, quarantine while black is different when quarantining while white. Number one, black people, a lot of us tend to have more people in the household. Yes. So it's already a lot of motherfuckers up in here. Yes. Um, you know, and not only that, but black people, we tend to get together more often than our Caucasian counterparts. So <laughs> I can imagine what they going through in the house. Like, right. Cause we've been at big mama house and all 14 of us have been over there. Sitting, for playing, no doggone reason. laying like, on we, each we've other. Been doing it. Yeah. It's something that's so, been in us. Yeah. Like, you know, so I, for us, it, it's just, I mean, it's not such a foreign concept. Number one, Number two, we've been coming out of our mouths crazy to each other. Like, that's just, that's cultural. That's how we talk. Like, we've been getting flipping. Like, I don't know how white people are surviving because I can, I can imagine that they say all types of stuff to each other that they've never heard. Like, Yeah, because they're not used to being around each other this much, especially right. everybody at once with mom and dad and all of the kids. We're used and to. And kids. Yeah, like. Right. You got the teens that's upstairs playing their rock music and shit that's been isolated. Dad's never home or whatever the situation may be. But now you got everybody at home. I feel like it's going to yeah. be hell. You got everybody and, and exactly. cussing each and other you know, out. White people, their kids like play sports and shit. Right. So it's like their kids are really home, really home. It's like not only are they not in school, but they're not in their after school activities. Like they're <laughs> not in like the honors club and then they got volleyball practice. And then after that, they got to go tutor these kids over here. And then after that, like, these motherfuckers is home for real. And, you know, and then after all that, they still work at Publix and Bag from 6 to 9. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine, you know, but black people, like, I don't think this is as dramatic for us. Right. It's it's really not because I say this a lot of times, like, I'm a homebody within itself. And then also I feel like, Black people, when they say quarantine, that means just hang with the people that you know know. Not the people like, I wouldn't come over there and hang with you and some of your other friends. I'm going to hang with you and other people that I do know. So we can go to right. people's house, but it's just we got to know-know them. Right. And then, you know, we, we we quarantine real judgmental. Like, like <laughs> we'll turn on the TV and see white people protesting the quarantine and be like, look at these dummies. Meanwhile, we at Ray Ray House with seven other people that then came from seven other people house that then came from 14 other people house 
we sitting over there judging these fools like look at these dumb motherfuckers here protesting right. they and all the- close together can't wait to go back to the, <laughs> to the massage parlor and the tan like it's a lot of judgment in our quarantine. Yeah, a lot but, of judgment happening. but we're inside the house and that's what they said. Stay inside the house. So I think that we're good with that. We're not outside doing it. We're inside. So it right. makes Plus, sense. We've been doing like the the stuff that keeps you from catching it. We've been doing that. Right. You've been having to come. You come out. You have to wash your whole damn body. Like you're not just waiting. Me and my man letting you just walk up in her house smelling like outside of Yes. We've been washing our hands. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 first of all, we're not a friendly, culturally friendly people. Right. So we're not out here shaking hands with other people and people ain't walking up on us like. Yeah. I, and I was. It, it, I was having this discussion when we first like got into the situation. They were saying all of the cleaning supplies and stuff that you needed. I'm like, why is people going and buy this shit? Like, I had already had everything here because I always clean. I like cleanliness, so I'm like. I was brought up this way that I'm supposed to already have these supplies. Why the hell is everybody going to buy them now? Is everybody fucking exactly. dirty? I'm confused. Exactly. We're confused as to when was they six feet away from me? Not a thing. <laughs> like, I'm out there and I'm trying to figure out white people, y'all didn't have these rules already? This should have already been in place. Well, yeah, because they stay six feet away from me. Well, I don't see, need you six feet nowhere near me. My mom always said, get your ass back. So Thank you. that's always been something engraved in us. Like get back. So we've never exactly. been running up on nobody. That's a fact. We're not touching nobody's stuff. Don't touch my stuff. You know, yeah. stand away from me. I barely like you making eye contact. Cause for too long, <laughs> I'm asking you what you're looking at. So like, we've been quarantining for a long time. Yo, we were built for this. We were built for yeah, this we, as built, a child. Definitely built for this. That's why I don't see anything like drastically changing for me or even people that I know. Cause I'm like, yo, the stuff that they're saying, dude, we've been doing. Been doing. We've Easy. Been, yeah. They're talking about like put bleach when you wash your dishes. I'm like, I've always put bleach in my dishwater. I don't understand. I've always used When bleach. we was kids, grandma put bleach in the bath water. It's like, right. you've been outside too long ago. Bleach go in the bath water. So it's like, <laughs> we've been had the bleach. Right. Like, and I, I told I told people like they were going on the hunt for bleach and Lysol and white and stuff. I was like, "Yo, my pop stocked up on this a long time ago. I don't know if he thought World War Three was coming. <laughs> you know, my daddy been living with me for like two, two, three years now, whatever. And he been stocked up on stuff like he just knew the apocalypse was coming. Like I, <laughs> so I'm like, we then had all of this. That's probably where the supplies went. Just sitting at my house because he just goes out and purchases it. Right. So I don't know if he knew this was coming. I don't know if he had chit chat with Bill Gates prior to this <laughs> or what. But my house was prepared. Right. I ain't gonna even lie though. Like when I heard about this whole virus and it being a pandemic, I was like, yo, I need to go get me a gun because I don't know if this virus gonna turn people into zombies or something. That's a fact. So that's, that's the fact. first thing that came to my mind was Walking Dead or Resident Evil. You know, the Walking Dead zombies are a little bit better. You know, they're a little bit nicer. You know, they got a little yeah. personality about them. But the, the Resident Evil, them bitches can run, they can jump, they got like. They got real shit going on. And I was like, I'm not trying to be behind. Let me get my shit together. Well, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't happen to black people because we got Jesus. So right. um, I wasn't necessarily too concerned about the zombie apocalypse. But in all honesty, things like this made me think about and and wish we still had like 
the Black Panther movement. I mean, I'm sure there's pockets of it, but I'm talking about like just as a social norm for Black people because in these type of moments, this is where we need our own people to police our own people. Right. Like, to keep us from infecting and spreading ourselves, but also to keep other people from terrorizing us in these moments. Because the stories that I'm hearing at these stores and stuff like that and how, you know, our Caucasian brethren is getting out of control. (laughs) Like, you know, with with the president being who he is and how he moves and how he talks crazy, it's it's emboldened a lot of people. And it's like, look, I need you to give me six feet. I really need you to give me 10 because your kids got snotty noses and you don't make them wash their hands. (laughs) And they've been in them shorts for the last three days. Like, and they done touched everything in here and then untouched you and you did hands down their pants. Yeah, the kids need the face. I need some face. And now you're talking greasy at your mouth and I want to punch you. But therefore, I don't also want to get the COVID while doing so. So, like, I'm around here trying to restrain myself, not because I'm scared to hit you, but because I'm scared that you're going to give me something that I may not be able to just shake off. That's a problem for me. That's a problem. These are real concerns that I have. So, do you fear going to the store? No, I'm always looking for trouble. (laughs) I said all that to say, no. So you ready for whatever is what you said? Yeah. Like, you know, these these are things that run through my mind. But at the end of the day, I'm still a confrontational individual. Yes, you're highly confrontational. That's why it amazes me. I enjoy the confrontation. (laughs) I enjoy the confrontation. You know what? Let me tell you. Confrontational gets a bad rap because it doesn't mean fighting or... Confrontation just means I like to confront the issue. Does that lead to fighting? Oh my gosh. Yo, you have like the, I'm going to have to stop you and I'll let you finish, but you have the, like you can flip some shit and make it sound so much better than what it really is. It's fucking, it's, it's mind boggling. So like, if you're looking at me crazy, I want to confront you about you looking at me crazy. Like it doesn't mean that I necessarily want to put my hands on you. Am I considering that? Of course. But that doesn't mean that's exactly where it's going to end up. As long as when I confront you, you handle yourself accordingly. I'm not, it doesn't mean I have to be disrespectful, but I'm confrontational. Yes. I do like to confront people. I enjoy it. It gets, it gets my rocks off. So it makes you a little spicy. Oh yeah. Hot chili pepper. Muy caliente. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. That is hilarious, yo. Like, but I've known this already cause I've seen it firsthand when we were working um, at the same facility at one point in time. Like, I think you exactly. were probably the most confrontational person, but you did it respectfully and professionally. So it was almost like, what do I say back? And I still got a bad rap. Still got a bad rap. <laughs> like, you would, you would think I fought somebody at the job. I'm like, that's all y'all know. I don't even have hands. Like, you don't even know. You like, try your luck. I could, be, I could just be one big bluff. Call it. Well, your words were intimidating enough, so, I mean, that's what literally fucked them up. It made them feel like you can whoop their ass. You, let me tell you, you knock down stuff on a few people's desk and walk away, and all of a sudden, you know, you get a bad rap. It's like, (laughs) I don't, I don't understand what the problem was. I didn't think of myself as that intimidating. 
the fact that you would go over and just look at them and not say shit, but knock over pens and papers and then go back to your desk. I, you know, it did raise a little bit of red flags. I ain't gonna lie. I laughed. It was hilarious to me, but I could see where they had some red flags and some concerns about you. <laughs> Got it. I was an HR issue. Yeah, but it was like they couldn't do shit because yeah. you were a great worker. So it's like, what the hell are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the problem. That's why I, I look, I always told y'all the reason I have to keep my production up is because I know they looking for a reason to get rid of me. <laughs> I know. They, so I have to be number one because if I slip down to number two, Baby, they gonna let me go because <laughs> I got too many other issues. And you love being on the edge, and you love being on the edge. So it was a thrill for you every day coming in and work. What can I do? Every friggin' day. Remember that time that my check was late? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, my not even wasn't my check. No, my check was short. It was short. Yeah, my, check was, my check was short, and, and I baby, think was... everybody in their check was about to be short because baby. I was about to cut a fool. And you didn't... Yo, like, this is hilarious. So, we worked at the same insurance company before. And I want to say her check was short because she had taken some time off. But her supervisor was supposed to fix it. So, it came up right because she had PTO. Apparently, her supervisor forgot to do what he needed to do. And when the payments dropped in her account, it wasn't looking like it was supposed to look. She came in and she didn't do shit till the big man got in. I want to right. say that was about two, three hours. So she just sat there. <laughs> I sat there and I told every supervisor who walked through that door, let me let y'all know I'm waiting, who I'm waiting on to walk through this door because, baby, we got we to gotta rectify this situation. And everybody knew. Everybody was waiting on my supervisor to walk through that door. Everybody. everybody. It's like when he came through the door, heads turned and they was like, oh, shit. It's like he walked through with his, his usual box. You know, it was a regular day for him, and he had no idea that I was about to take his head off. He didn't even know, and it was so funny because everyone was waiting on him to come in to see this performance. Yep. The man offered to give me the difference himself. <laughs> Out of his so paycheck. Wait on it. Out of his pocket. He offered, <laughs> he offered just to give me the money. And we talked about a few hundred dollars. He was like, can I just give you so that you don't have to wait? Yeah, like he offered to give me like a little short term loan that when the money hit, I just give it back. (laughs) Yeah, because I was furious, and they knew they knew I was about to cut up. (laughs) Yeah, because you cut up a shit less than that. You got it. Yeah, he was my he was that was that's my dog. He's still my dog. Like, and it wasn't nothing personal. It was about my money. So about my money, I take my mama head off if it came down to it. Period. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't change my love for it. Doesn't change how I feel about it. But if you play with my coins, it's a problem. The fact it's a problem. That, so the fact that you say your own mother just makes it even funnier. Yeah, she doesn't stand I, a chance. She would try me like either. What'd you say? I said I don't think she would try me either. So you know. <laughs> not about my money. <laughs> no, I don't think she would do that. Oh man. So now that we've got it out, what it feels like to be quarantining while black, one thing that's become a hit for us is social media. And one of the biggest things that I've seen that's been jumping has been the the battles on Instagram, where you got different producers, songwriters, or whatever going back and forth with each other. So as of right now, what do you think is the biggest battle that you've seen on Instagram between which two people? 
in the biggest battle, it was hands down Teddy Riley versus um, Babyface, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. I mean, you're talking about 500 people, 500,000 people watching via Instagram and 3.5 million people tuning in via other um, streams, um, ways of watching to the point where Instagram didn't have the bandwidth to support it and ended up shutting it down. So that was hands down the the biggest, the biggest battle. So since that was the biggest battle, um, I don't know if many people knew about this battle, but there was Teddy Riley, who's wrote, who's from the group guy. <clears throat> I want to say that's a nineties group, right? Definitely. Yeah. And then Babyface. Now, they had two rounds. The first round was a total clusterfuck. Definitely. A total clusterfuck. And I was invited, actually, by Water um, to tune into it. And I tuned in, and I had even got dressed. Cause I thought, you know, it was going to be jumping. I was thinking it was going to be my, my club at home. So, I, you know, right. I got dressed a little bit. I did a little something to see bullshit. You had Teddy Riley, Riley with all the band, the sound man, all this other shit, hype man. And you got Babyface all suave in the studio, you know, ready to just put the aux cord into the iPhone oh, and play the music. So sleek. Looking so sleek. So just sleek. Just like I'm here. I know what I bring to the table. I'm going to give you guys the best that I got. And I'm not going to talk above a whisper. Right. He literally talked with the inside voice the whole yeah. time. The entire time. Yeah, that was Saturday. He came prepared, and <laughs> Teddy came prepared. Teddy just came prepared for something else. Teddy came prepared <laughs> to perform at Coachella. He didn't come prepared for the battle, but he, he was prepared. It just wasn't for what we were at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like if it's, it's like if the church is holding a funeral and somebody show up in all white because they thought it was a baptism. Right. He was prepared. It just was not prepared for what we had going on. <laughs> And that's how Teddy showed up. It was like, Teddy, Teddy. And, and I don't understand. Teddy. I don't understand how he was having sound issues. Like, you didn't do a sound check before? Because, I mean, everybody knew that this was happening on Saturday. I think Teddy had too many inputs because he was running the turntables and he had, like, three microphones, I want to say. Three microphones, the turntables. He had, you know, the band in the back. He had a, <laughs> a um, <laughs> he had some kind of TV that was showing some sort of images, some kind of projector screen in the back. <laughs> and then, you know, of course he had Breon as as a dancer with the Kango. And he was running all of this while still trying to live stream it through his website, which I do not know. And not anybody else who was watching knew. Right. So, we said Instagram. That, yeah. And you was trying to run it through your website and Instagram. And mind you, Babyface was sitting there with an iPhone and the plug-in headphones. Right. Like the basic, the essentials for this competition, yeah. for this battle. This is the only thing you needed. All he had, all Babyface had, you know, was some good hair product, a lineup, <laughs> a smoker's jacket, and an iPhone. And that was it. And that's all we needed from him. That's, that's all it. we needed. We needed nothing else. And that's, I couldn't ask for more. And I don't even lie. Like, that's how I knew Babyface had already won. Yeah. He won before he even played a song. Because he came in looking unbothered. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is something just to entertain the people, just because I have a few minutes that are free right now. Yeah, that's so what it looked like. That's exactly how he looked. He looked like, you know what? I'm in between helping the kids with their homework. Right. Let's like, go ahead and do this. 
I can do this for charity. That's what it felt like. We were fucking charity watching them. Okay, I'm just doing this for March of Dimes. Right. That's how baby faces look. You <laughs> for March of Dimes. I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. The fact that you said marching of Dimes. <laughs> he looked like he was straight doing this for charity. And he was just about to get this out the way and going on about his business. Right. Like it was nothing for him. Like he was just doing this to help others out that were less fortunate that maybe have been bored, but he had plenty to do. He looked like he was doing this to help Teddy. Like, look, (laughs) you can use some of this. Let me help you out. I'm going to lend my face and my freakishly good looks and my preserved being to you for a few minutes so that you can get a little bit of this, of this yang that I have to give. Right. And, uh, yeah. Teddy fucked it up the Teddy had, Teddy had 18 people and not one pound guy. Yeah, and I'm surprised ain't nobody called the police because that was definitely more than six people within the vicinity. Oh, oh my God. There was no social distancing. There were no masks. I mean, y'all y'all took an L and got the COVID-19. Exactly. That's a terrible scenario. It's terrible. And then we didn't, we didn't even hear anything. It sounded like static. So it was, yep. a, it was a loss all the way around. So I think that's what really made Teddy lose. The fact that he was trying to do too much for what we were expecting, and then you still didn't come out on top. Right. And but the thing about it is, and I was just having this conversation with my sister and my and my mother, and I was just explaining to them that like I get what Teddy was trying to do. You know, at first when when the suggestion came out there, and they were talking about Teddy Riley versus Babyface, and Teddy Riley was like, um, you know, he kind of wanted to profit off of this, and we as people. We were enraged. We were like, we've been watching these battles. This is just something to help the culture move along, to help us as a people get through this time, da-da-da-da-da. And how dare you try to monetize off of this? Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, who the F does he think? I mean, I know who he is. I know he's Teddy Riley. I know he's a musical genius. Mm-hmm. But it's like, come on, dude. Like, do something for your people as we're trying to move. But... When the numbers came in and they were talking about half a million people just watching via Instagram and the 3.5 watching via uh, Teddy was right. He was 100% <laughs> right. When he was trying to stream it through his website to generate income, he was 100%. And I don't think it should have been. Um, I, def- I, th- I think the way he expressed it initially made it seem like it was a personal thing. But I do agree, especially if they're talking about a battle as big as Dr. Dre versus Diddy. You, black people should be monetizing off of this. I mean, it should not be to Instagram. And in, first of all, Instagram can't hold Dr. Dre versus Diddy. If they couldn't hold Babyface versus Teddy Riley, they cannot nowhere near. You have to go to something way bigger, like YouTube almost, something with a much bigger bandwidth to hold it. But black people, we should have our own. But like, that to me showed me. As much as I hated it, it was like after the actual battle went down, it was like, we should have made a coin off of this. Black people should have made a coin. Not me per se, but black people should have made a coin off of that scenario. We should have. Because the amount of money that YouTube, I mean, that um, Instagram generated and just the amount of views. I mean, my grandmother was watching it. You know what I'm saying? My aunt, who is not, they're not getting on Instagram, but they were watching it through a link I sent from somebody live streaming it on YouTube or whatever. But just the amount of money it was generating. Right. We deserve to get that. The culture deserves to get that. I mean, so, I I agree with yeah. you, but at the same time, it's like the reason the, bed, the battle started was just for entertainment reasons. Oh, 
shoot. Um, it started based on um just for entertainment purposes because everyone was home and not able to go out and do different things. I feel like and that was cute. And that was cute when it was a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand people. Right. But four million? No, we deserve a cut. We deserve <laughs> we, like it was, that was cute when it was just a little a little few people here and there, like that that's cute. But it's almost like setting up a lemonade stand. Like if if you got two kids that set up a little table and it you know, they make it lemonade and they selling it for seventy five cents a cup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Police is not, they're not going to stop you. They're not going to make you shut it down. They're not going to ask you for a permit. Right. Maybe you get a real thing popping off. Yeah, you got to oh, pack. Oh, they're shutting it down. You got to pack that because shit up and go they home. Their taxes. <laughs> the city wants their taxes off of your establishment and what you have going on. And right. so, black people, we want our taxes off of what we have going on. It was cute when it was just a few of us, you know. <laughs> and even when it, when it got up to... Uh, Scott Storage versus Manny Fresh. And, then, you know, and those numbers, that was still kind of cute. It was like the police was riding by a little bit slower that <laughs> Like, you know, they were still riding by, but they, they just hit the brakes just a little bit. But by the time we got the baby face and Teddy Riley, Instagram, the, the Instagram police hit the, hit the brakes. Stop. Right. Here, where your permit. Right. Like, yeah, we deserve to get paid off of that. When it gets to those type of numbers, Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like if that is something that we need to monetize, then have somebody create their own website specifically for these battles. But the thing about it is, is that it's not going once the outside open back up, nobody's going to watch those battles. They're going to be too busy actually being out and doing different things to stay home and watch it. And that's why I was I like, it's think a, so. I think I it's think, a catch 22. The right time slot. I think, I think if you build it, we will come. I think, the, the creation of nostalgia that it gave people, I think I think had you presented this while the outside was opened up, people wouldn't have cared. Right. But now that they've sat through it, even like I said, Scott Storch and Manny Fresh, and you was hearing those songs, you was hearing those hits, and Neo versus, um, I think it was, was it Neo versus Jante? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Um, Jante Austin. you just hearing the music, and it's like, I miss this. Right. Even when, real, even mu- real, face, music, like, real music real music heads miss that type of music. No, I don't even think it's just real music heads. I think, well, yes, you're going to have the real music heads that tune in, but then you're going to have the other people that tune in so that they can be a part of the conversation. Right. Because anything that happens on Instagram, anything happens on social media, everybody wants to watch it so that way they have an opinion on it and they can participate in the conversation. So I think that's good. I think when the outside opens back up and this is still continuing, you put the right two people together you know, people gonna watch it because I think it makes them. They they've now created an appetite for it to mm-hmm. where there wasn't one before. So that's you know, that's right. me. It may, but it may. I know that it better not be another mishap like it was the first time because I was highly pissed off. No, it's no. I don't think it'll be that. I don't. I, don't, I think. I think everybody learned their lesson. Like that, <laughs> Teddy Riley was secondhand embarrassment. Like you your house embarrassed for Teddy Riley. Right. And you ain't even do nothing. You scared to read the comments because of how embarrassing it is. To him. <laughs> and like then, I don't think anybody else is gonna go through that. And then you had other superstars clowning you because you fucked yeah. it up. That's what yeah. made it worse. Everybody knows now that less is more. No yeah, need. definitely. That was that. That was a lesson of the night. Less is more, and I think it was Swiss Beat. Yeah, it was when him and Tim was talking about it, and. I think it was Swiss. He was just like, you know, the music is already cemented in time. 
Right. We didn't need all of that. Like, because you already have the hit. It's not like you're trying to get us to buy your new album and you're right. trying to sell it to us. These kids, we've already fallen in love with. We love them, and if we don't, we don't. But they're already there. We right. didn't need none of the extra stuff. And so I think I think everybody learned a, a valuable lesson. I don't think anybody else is going to try that. Yep. Nobody. Everybody knows now. Just keep your iPhone charged, uh, aux cord, and keep your volume down um, on your ringer so that all your new text messages don't go off while you're performing. I, that was another thing. When Teddy said, <laughs> when his phone was dying, and he said, y'all need to pay better attention, I'm like, Negro, you're holding the, the body. How, you want me to know that your device that's in your hand is dying. <laughs> I'm saying it's eight feet behind you, but I'm supposed to. Dude, you could have given us a heads up when you was at like 50%. Right. I would have went and got through the charger. Like, granted, yes, they should have been had the foresight to think, okay, this needs to be charged. But at the end of the day, Teddy, it's, it's your face. Right. Like, <laughs> we're not mad at the people in the back. We don't know them. Right. Except for Breon in that, in that single outfit. Outside of the day, we don't know those people in the back. So it's like, this is your brand that's messing up. You should have been aware to at least have a charger. Right. But, you know. But he bought the hits. You know, he didn't get he didn't get blown out. He lost. He didn't, it wasn't a blowout. I mean, he if you're talking about a 100-yard dash um, uh, and, you know, the winner runs a 12 flat, he's definitely coming in at like 14, 15 seconds. I, you know what? You know why it's unfair? Because Teddy has hits. But the difference between babyface hits is babyface hits are hits that we know and our mamas knew. And a lot of those hits is not because we were going out buying Babyface records. Like, right. I've never purchased a Babyface nothing, right. never. But I know the hits because my mama knows them. I know them because my grandmother knows them. That's what, that's what was unfortunate because Teddy's hits were, like, classics for me. Right, and, then a, about them. and then a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of Babyface hits were, like, they were written for people that had them on soundtracks that were like the main song for ma- for major black movies in the nineties. So right. when you played it, you're like, Oh, Tony Braxton sung this song or whatever. And Babyface wrote it. That's a hit. And it was like, I want to say one of them was like for boomerang. So yeah. it's like, he made hit hits, not that Teddy, not the, you know, make Teddy Riley seem like he's less than that because he made hits too, but his hits just wasn't hitting like Babyface hits. His hits were for a different generation. It's like when Teddy Riley was playing his music, classic mm-hmm. for me. I'm losing right. my mind. I'm dancing. I'm jigging. Right. All of that. When Babyface plays his hits, I'm losing my mind. My mama's losing her mind. My grandmother's losing her mind. Right. <laughs> That's the difference. It's like, right. You know, if it was to play his hits, it's just me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm jamming about classics. Classics. But they're classics for me. Babyfaces are classics for everybody in your household. Right. It's a, it's a kind of like an unfair comparison. Even though they were written during the same time span, it's an unfair comparison. You think, okay, okay, Babyface hit that came out in 97 versus Teddy Riley's hit that came out in 97. Both hits from 97, but Babyface hit, everybody in my house knows. <laughs> Teddy hit, I know. <laughs> Only you <laughs> playing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm losing my mind, I'm going crazy. I'm still the only one who knows it. Right. By myself. And then Not you're it. then you're turning around like, y'all don't know this song? Right. No. Nah. They're looking like it's cute or whatever. <laughs> it not, but I ain't gonna download it. Yeah, it, it, definitely. 
I don't know the words or nothing, but I think I've heard it before. I think I've heard you play it. <laughs> like, it's like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like that type of stuff. So Damn, daddy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. That's really the way to describe it. It's unfair. It right. is. It was like it. It was nice when you look at the headlines, Teddy Riley versus Babyface. But when you look at the music, you're like, "Damn!" Like that was good, Teddy. You like, okay, let me see what Babyface will come out with. And then you like, "Damn, Teddy, how you gonna right. come back from that?" And then Teddy plays some. Oh, that, oh, I remember this song. And then Babyface come out like, "Damn!" Right. And what I will say that I learned, and I kind of already knew it, but it was just more evident. Teddy Riley has way more range. And right. that's a fact. He has way more range than Babyface. Because it didn't matter what Teddy Riley played. He could have played a rap beat, R&B beat, pop beat, da da da. Babyface was going to play something with five BPM, five beats per minute. He's going to play a slow song. Right. No matter how you come it. And then he going to bring out his guitar. He going to bring out his guitar, too. Oh, when he brought out that guitar, it was over. Yeah, the candles and lit. And Teddy tried to follow up by uh, saying, oh, let me be back in one second and come back and sit down <laughs> at that damn. That, oh, my God. That keyboard. <laughs> I said, Teddy, there, there was nothing slick about that. We know you were inspired by Babyface and that guitar. <laughs> we know. And then Babyface, I didn't realize he was so shady. When what? that man, um, when Teddy played... Um, oh, yeah, the remix or something like that. Yes, he played the remix. It was, uh, was it Michael Jackson, Janet? It was Janet. Yeah, Michael, I, I, think, I Get So Lonely, I think, was that the song? Yes, yeah. yes. And Babyface said, oh, you, you, you did that? originally made it so you just put a little you added what a, a symbol in there <laughs> he was like well don't worry i'm not gonna come back with remixes because i don't do remixes right mine's are original hits i don't have to yeah, remix anything I, i'm the original clearly <laughs> you're the remix <laughs> i remember um, seeing that i was like wow how do you get said, damn baby face <laughs> like at some point you baby face, you have to come see me like what's up that's why i said like if this was a hundred yard dash Babyface came in with like a 12 flat. You see Teddy coming back in like 15, 14 seconds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Like I said, I feel bad because Teddy got hit, but just, Babyface has generational hits. <laughs> it ain't right. It, just, it ain't right. It ain't, it, it ain't, it ain't right. Not genera- the man got generational hits. That ain't right. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like not fair. It's like, it's almost, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say a wild comparison, but I was like, you know, it's kind of like if you was to play, now just just in this setting, I'm not saying this person's a bigger artist because we all know it's not true, but in this setting, if you was to sit down with your, you, your mother, your grandmother in the house, and you play Beyonce, who's a bigger artist, and then you play Fantasia. Oh. Fantasia going off in the house. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. generationally. It, it, shh. You talking about old black people, the young black. You know what? Grandma thinks Beyonce's cute. You know, she like her. Yeah, she, she's, she's like cute. She's that, you know, she's number she's, one and she's shitting on white people. Right. But Fantasia in the house with you, your mom, and your bra- Fantasia ringing off. Yeah, because, you she's know, it, it, it takes, like, one line, and then she's going into gospel. Yeah, but she's not. 
specific why she's that's what I'm saying in the right setting she's ringing off in the right setting unfortunately and not not well not even unfortunate because you know that's my boo but <laughs> and it's not even it, we all know Beyonce's a bigger artist but you put it in the right context yeah. she's walking away, she's walking away with the W that's yeah a fact. yeah that's a fact. And, so, it, and the know, crazy thing is, is Fantasia didn't even know how to read at that time. <laughs> First of all, what we not going to do? Like I said, whether she knew how to read or not, she read her ass to a million. So I'm here for it. Okay, we got to do my boo. We're not going to do my boo. You know, I'm already trying to get past the fact that she's married now. So, I can't. You know, trying to put my plans on hold. I can't. I can't. So, so now that, you know, we've listened to all the music on Instagram and stuff, is there anything that you've watched on Netflix, like what are your top shows if you watch Netflix or anything that you're watching right now that we're all home? Of course, like everybody and their mama, Tiger King did that. Yes. You know, fuck that bitch, Carol Baskin. Definitely F. Carol Baskin. I, you know, when I was presenting this to my family or whatever, because we um, meet up several times during the week on Zoom, we have the family virtual chat. And, you know, when I was explaining to them Tiger King, I was like, very, there are very few movies that make you more proud to be African American or to have melanin in your skin <laughs> than Tiger King. I'm like, you don't realize that this is really a black power movie. Like, it really is. Like, it's inspiring to see white people cut a damn fool over some cats. Like, I walked away so proud to be black. This was, this was like watching X. This was like watching Black Panther. This was, because it wasn't no black people in it. None, not one, not and a gatekeeper, so not a custodian, nobody. Not, nobody even knew a black person. None nope. of the people showing on the movie even knew a black person. Nope. Couldn't even find one. They even, went, they even went to Tampa and didn't show not one black person. Not one. They didn't even bring out Kaya. Uh, when they in Tampa, <laughs> didn't even call Kaya. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That's what I walked away feeling, proud to be black. After watching Tiger King, that was the most ignorant ish ever. It was the so most ignorant, entertaining, and funny and stupid thing I'm all in one. Like the girl lost her arm <laughs> and went back to work in seven days. She Ooh. lost the whole arm. But the scene is she lost her arm because it got ate by a tiger, and he put on the EMT jacket. <laughs> where did you get that from first of all you're not an EMT you don't have any license he just threw it on and then you go into the gift shop and say hey everybody um, one of my workers lost the arm and got eight but if you want a discount or a refund I can give it to you and walk away what the hell right he, the man said I can give you a refund or a rain check like he said it like it wasn't no big deal yeah like she just like, lost look, the arm <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like Black people, we've gotten we've gotten into it with people on the job and taking two three days off. Right. You mean to tell me this heifer lost a whole arm and was only making like hundred fifty dollars a week? She came back in seven days. <laughs> she spent, like how? how <laughs> but how the hell? Like, I think the the biggest thing for me or the funniest thing was the fact that this guy got married to a guy and then after that when he got married to another guy so now it's three husbands I think it was yeah well he had well he ended up with three total because he had the one with no teeth then he had the young dude who shot himself right then he ended up he, the dude he's I think still currently married to today. yeah um, yeah. yeah so it was three in total you know and I just you know it was so much going on 
that I don't think we really paid attention to how much of an actual predator he was. Like, it, it, was, it was so much other ignorant shit that we weren't even focused on the fact that, like, he was taking young, and I'm not going to say anybody can make you gay. Right. Whatever, however you feel about it. But he was taking young, vulnerable males, offering them F-150s. And met, <laughs> and they were sleeping with him. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. This is the shit that R. Kelly's locked up for. Like, let's let's be clear. Well, no, 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 no. R. Kelly's locked up because he's a pedophile. This guy, these guys were of age where they could make their own decisions. R. Kelly was oh, getting okay, people that yeah, weren't okay. of age. R. Kelly's locked up for the pedophilia, but we still look down on him because he takes young girls, even though they technically aren't underage. Or whatever, but he takes younger, and we still find that as disgusting. It is disgusting. It's disgusting all the way around. But R. Kelly was R. Kelly was messing with girls that were like sixteen, and he's like fifty. No, that man ain't. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Because R. Kelly defies the laws of being black. Because I don't know black parents that would have allowed any of that. But anyway, that's off topic. So Tiger King. Um, I've been watching Black AF. I can't see why people are so upset about it. Right, it is um, the it is the funniest shit to me. I finished it in one day. It's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. The dad is hilarious. The kids are hilarious. The whole show to me is hilarious. I think people just butt hurt because they hear black and they want to see natural hair all the time. Um, people in a mushu and like they want to see like what you see in the hood i don't know what they want to see i'm confused i guess they want the natural hair type situation going on with everybody but it was really funny the natural hair i think it's more so like kenya bears the creator who also created mix this blackish right um what's the what's the other one mix this blackish there's there's another one grownish grownish um you know, I think the issue is this show is him playing himself with his family, and that is a direct reflection of his family. But I think the problem for people is this is now your fourth series. So, yes, this one is a direct reflection of your family, but the three others that you've also created in the same type of realm look the exact same as well. So, it's like Okay, you can stand up for this one because nobody can be mad at you. For if you're creating a show based off of your family, you want people to resemble your family, and this is what your family looks like. Great. The problem is that this is now the fourth time that you created something like this. If the other three were more diverse in how the characters look, then we would give you this one. We would give this to you. You'd be like, ah, well, this one is about his family. So like, yeah. But it's like you keep. You keep doing it. But see, the thing is, is that it wasn't, it wasn't bad. And I'm like, why are they like trying to incorporate? Like, I can see if he was in the show, I guess, married to a white or Caucasian woman, like making it like a mixed this situation. But it necessarily, it wasn't that. If you look at the content, like it was funny as hell based on his family with them being black and having money in a world with, you know, Caucasians and them having money and how they fit into that world. So I'm like, right. I, I don't, I think people are looking in it too deep and they're going too far instead of just enjoying the content of the show. I like the healthy balance in it. Like, granted, I don't like 
you know, I have my own issues with Kevin Hart and his brand of comedy. The same way I have my issues with Tiffany Haddish and her brand of comedy. Right. I feel like it's a lot of showing the ignorance a lot of times in our culture that we all understand, but that's, that's in the house shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's shit inside the house. I think when it comes to black AF, is different because people are shitting on white people the entire show. Right. So yes, it shows the coonery of black people that we all know exists. Like, let's not act like anything that he did was that far-fetched outside of the kids being allowed to curse. Now that's something I, I haven't been to a black house yet. Right. What it let that go and then tear the ass up. Yes, it's a lot of coonish. It doesn't show us in the best light, but it's also shitting on white people. That makes me comfortable. It's- Ooh, if you gonna do this, do this. Right. I can take it as long as long as it's a healthy balance. Now, had it just been the coolest part of black people with nothing about white people, now we, you you would have rubbed me the wrong way. I would have been feeling like everybody else feels. Right. But as long as it's on it's on the colonizers, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. The, the colonizers. I'm good. Like, I'm good. <laughs> like you know, as long as we you can show us being you know some retards out here. As long as you talk about Tiger King a little bit. Like, I'm good. Right. Like, cool. So, the balance to me makes it funny. Right. I just, I love the sarcasm. Like, I love the sarcasm and the quick comebacks and people being themselves, especially being black. So, I think the way the father was, that was the funniest role to me. Like, when the son came home and was, like, upset because nobody celebrated his birthday and said he wasn't going to school the next day. I was looking like the daddy, like, what the fuck you mean you ain't going to school? Exactly. Yes, like, you are. Yep, and then I the, agree. And then the mom is like, no, he takes some time home. And that's that's exactly how most black parents are when it comes to their sons or, or whatever. When the mom always takes the side and the dad is like, yo, you got to toughen up. Or this is the dumbest shit ever. Like, I feel like it yeah. was hilarious. I agree. So, Tiger King, Black AF. Um, I've been getting into Netflix show. Um, what's it called? Money Heist. Oh, that is actually, the, that is phenomenal. Have you gotten into it? I've actually finished it all, so it is phenomenal. Dang! Yes, it's dubbed in English. Um, but it's ri- originally it's a it's a Russian movie. I think it is. No, okay, Russian. No, it's it's Spain. It's, it's Spain. Yeah, from Spain. Spain. Spain, Spain, Spain. That's what it was. Um, yeah. So that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. That's about, those are my my top three. Have you seen um, How to Fix a Drug Scandal? Oh, yes. How to Fix a Drug Scandal was very good. Yes. That was very good. Um, Have you seen Don't Fuck with Cats? No. What is that about? Don't Fuck with Cats is really good. It's about the colonizers again and their love for cats. So it starts off, my cousin had me watching it, Um, but it starts off with, this guy makes a YouTube of him murdering two kittens. Huh? This was this, this was a documentary. Yes, it's about him murdering two kittens, and then white people get really enraged about this because he makes a, it's like a live video of him murdering two small kittens. He's like loving on them, and then he murders them. Um, and then he continues to do it, and it's about people who took it upon themselves to hunt him down, and it became a. An international scandal because they couldn't find out which country this guy was in because he was pinging off. It's very good. Right. And it also shows you that, like, white people really don't give a damn about us because it's like we're legit dying and we're being killed by police and shit. Like, this is really happening to us, like, right outside your door. 
and you're spending your time hunting down a guy who kills cats. <laughs> like it's happening right outside your door. Years for this, they were dedicated years, and there was a bunch of them hunting down <laughs> a guy who's murdering cats. But like people are murdering people, <laughs> and you're coming home and sitting inside your house because you're concerned about the guy murdering cats. It's a good documentary. <laughs> I, I would say watch it. Yeah, I, I I, I'll it. check. I'll check it out because at first I'm like cats. I don't. I mean, I like tigers. That's why I watch Tiger King. But I don't really care for animals. I you said know? the same thing. I'm like my cousin was like, you gotta watch. Don't fuck with cats. I'm like, I don't fuck with cats. <laughs> we saying. <laughs> but then once I watched it, it was like. Oh, it it really makes you understand why we have to say Black Lives Matter because apparently y'all are focused on cat lives. <laughs> we have to remind you that Black Lives are important. Yeah, right. Definitely. Right. So yeah, I, I hope Netflix keep coming out with some more shows, keep giving us some content, keep uploading them old movies that we like, so they keep us entertained. Um, now that you know, we don't know what the future may hold, how things may change, what they'll go back to. What do you anticipate happening when outside opens back up? Or what are you going to do when outside opens back up for us to go out? When outside, you know what? I don't know. I think it's, you know what? It's so crazy because I think for everybody, I don't think people are really conscious of the psychological toll it's taking on them. Mm -hmm. And it's more so like one of those things of, you're talking about what you're going to do, talking about what you're going to do, but when you really get the opportunity to do it, are you going to? Right. It's like, you're talking about you can't wait to go back out because you miss going to the clubs and miss going to the restaurants, but it's like, when you get to the door of the club or when you see the line and you're thinking about standing in it or when you get to the restaurant and you get to the door of it, like, are you really going to take that next step or are you going to be too freaked out Right. Because you made up in your mind, like, yeah, I miss all these things, but it's like when it really comes down to it, and there's no vaccine, and there's no cure, and there's no way to necessarily prevent it. Right. My thing is, I, is that so I really don't know. For I me, really don't. I'm not. I'm not. I think everything's going to be changed. Um, the way of living is going to be changed. Um, I don't know for the better or the worse. I'm not really sure, but I know it's never going to go back, or at least I don't see it going back to the way that it was prior to this. Um, and for me, opening back up is not when the governor says that, you know, stores are opening back up or movies for me it's whenever they find a vaccination for in a way to either cure it or stabilize it. That's what opening up outside means to me, because if ain't no vaccination, ain't no opening up outside for me. I'm still going to be in my quarantine for as long as I can still going about everything the way I would as if I was in quarantine, because if I get it, I'm still going to be in the same situation regardless if that restaurant is open. So for me, opening back up, for me, may not be till next year or until they come out with a vaccination. Because I want to make sure if I do go out and get sick, I can go to the doctor and get something for it. Right. So the Yeah, see, that's, a, that's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a big component of vaccinations. I don't want you... Right, sticking something inside of me to prevent me from getting something. Mm -hmm. I more so am like, and this might sound completely ignorant, but I'm like the post getting sick. Like, give me, give me some sort of um, what's the? I can't think of the antibiotic. Amoxicillin. Like, give me something. Yeah, like give me something I pop to take afterwards. I'm not necessarily lining up for you to. 
vaccinate me. No, that's that, probably not going to be me. That doesn't sound ignorant at all. That's how I feel. I don't have, I don't want a vaccination. I don't even get the, the flu shot. I don't get any of those shots. Right. I just exactly. want something that if I get it, I can go to the doctor and he say, hey, go get this prescription filled and you'll be okay. Like if I had the flu, I know I can go get antibiotics. I can go to the store, fill it at Walgreens, come back and I'll be good within a week or whatever. But something that I, I'm not going to have to worry about dying from. With this, you don't know if it's a 50-50 chance. You don't know if you're going to live, if you're going to die. There's nothing to even help you in this situation but God himself. So for me, I mean, I know I got King Jesus on my side, but I still like a little medication to just, you know, help out a little bit. Right. Yeah. So probably something like that. Um, But you don't know what the first thing I would, probably, if I'm being 100% honest, probably nothing different. I probably would keep doing the same thing and it would be like, getting into a pool for me. Like, I don't jump right in. Maybe I'll take the steps. I'm putting the toe in. I may get down to the second step in 20 minutes. Give me a good 45 minutes, and I may get down the final <laughs> step. And then I'm going to swim within an hour and 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> that's probably just going to be me. I mean, I'm going to see how everybody else goes out and what happens. Then I'll make my decision. But yeah. I am not pressed Yeah, I'm not. get back out there. I'm not pressed to go get my nail, nails. Yeah. Uh, oh, then, I mean, I want somebody to braid my hair up. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I may have to make accommodations for that, but I can sit there with a mask on while getting that done. <laughs> but um, outside of getting my hair braided so that I can therefore stay in the house even longer, that's probably it. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't see nothing on my calendar that I need to do besides I would like to have a pedicure, but I can absolutely wait. I can maintain myself. But I don't go to clubs. I don't really do day parties and stuff like that. So it's nothing that I really like. Oh, I can't wait to go do brunch and have mimosas with DJ whoever. Like that's nothing that I'm looking forward to. I think I'm okay. I'm okay with this quarantine situation. I'm a homebody anyway, so I was fine before it. I'm fine after it, you know. And I still have my select few people that I will invite over, but that's about it. And I was doing that before this, so. Well, yeah, that's probably, you know, we'll see. We'll see who the people are. You know, I'm more interested in, you know, kind of like how these celebrities bounce back. A lot of these Instagram chicks and a lot of these rappers been very quiet because their money has dried up for the past few months. And if they don't open up the concert, because a lot of people make their money on the road, if they don't start opening up these venues, and even if they open them up, your going rate might be drastically reduced because you may not be able to pull the crowd like you could because people aren't wanting to come out. You know, and I was thinking about that too, the entertainers that, you know, don't have their own rights and stuff that have signed these contracts with these record labels and they have to own up to these agreements. And, you know, you could be making music during this quarantine, but music goes in waves in in regards to what people like and what they want to hear. So you can make a thousand songs during quarantine but when you get out and try to release that album, it, the sound could have changed. And right. your numbers don't look like it. You know, people ain't booking you like they were doing prior to this. So th- that will be interesting to see who were like the new artists that, you know, ain't ain't as hot now or they ain't on the scene no more because their money done dried up. That's a fact. That's a fact. So we we, oh. we, we going to see. I agree. I'm with you when you're right, friend. I'm with you when you're right. That's right. But I appreciate you coming on and uh, hopping on the podcast with me. Um, 
do you want to say anything to the people before we end this? Um, you want to give them any advice or anything? Um, let's see, any advice? Mind your damn business. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> you know, just know I'm always with you when you're right. <laughs> uh, let me see, anything else I got? You know, that's all I got. Ain't got no more. Right. I appreciate um, it. You, you ain't got to say no more because now you're finna get the people bad advice and I can feel it. So I think I need to just, to just stop you while you're ahead, which is perfectly thank fine. Thank you for having me, honestly. Thank you for having me. I have really enjoyed myself. And anytime you need somebody to come bring a little too much to your podcast, I'm here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You want to let them know your podcast name again? <clears throat> it is Everybody Has One Podcast. The word podcast is in the name. Everybody has one podcast because opinions are like assholes and everybody has one. Now, do you want me to put you in the description, like your Instagram, or are you one of those that... Yeah, okay. that's Kia Janae. That's K-Y-A-E-Y-N-A-E. Um, Facebook is Kia Janae. Instagram is Kia Janae. I don't have anything else because I'm old and I'm grown as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's it. You know, find me, look me up, holler at me. Um, you know, I'm single, ready to mingle. Oh, what else shit. Put up okay, there? you like, know what? This is this I'm is this is not a date, and this is not what this is for. Okay, so it's guys, I will put ordained. I will um, put her. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I will put her um, her Instagram and stuff down in the bio. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye. Hey, bye.